How do you know the religion you were raised in is the right one? Real life starts now. Welcome to Real Life with evangelists Han and Kathleen Lay, where people with real problems find answers in a real God. Welcome to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Light. Later in the show, you'll hear from Grace Wood Smith, who was on our previous show, who's going to share about how she was raised as a Muslim, but began to question her childhood faith after she had an encounter with Jesus. Hmm. You know, as a young person, I always believed there was a God, and I thought, like a lot of people do, oh, it's so limiting just to think there's only one way. Mm. I mean, how could all these people all around the world just know that there's only just one way? Right. And so I even would walk in that theology, my own theology, thinking this and kind of took on different religions and beliefs, but I was never too sure myself, and I wanted to know which way is the right way. Hmm. And I believe that's the key in our heart is wanting to know the way and the truth and understanding that there is a way and there is the way. Yeah. Well, you know, as I was growing up, I looked at people who are very, you know, like my way is the way. I saw them as very dogmatic. Hmm. I saw them as almost like they were kind of blind to their own thing. Like, well, no, no, no. I know that I have the true religion. I have the true faith. My God is the true God. And I always saw that as like, look, like everyone's kind of fighting amongst each other. Who's the real God? And from the atheist perspective, I was like, obviously there's none of them. It's just Mm. like this childish fight is what Mm -hmm. I thought. Mm -hmm. But when I encountered Christ, things really changed for me. And the truth is, we're all born into some religious system for many of us, right? Right. Even atheism is a belief set. So no matter what you believe, you're in that set, you're with your family, and there comes a moment in life where you begin to question and say, is what I have been raised to believe in really true? Mm -hmm. Well, for me, when I chose atheism, an encounter that I had with Jesus Christ changed it, and I had to choose Jesus Christ. I had said, listen, I think I found evidence. This is not what I was raised in. This is what I really believe it is. Because you can't go on somebody else's faith. You really have to believe yourself. The Bible says, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who are born not of blood, nor the will of flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. You can't be riding on your parents' faith, or your parents can't choose you to have faith. You have to choose it yourself. And according mm-hmm. to Christianity, you have to choose Jesus and actually receive him yourself. And if you want to know if he is the way, ask and you shall receive, and he will show you he's the way. Let's hear from Gracewood Smith after the break. Real life is made possible by people like you. We'd like to take this opportunity to sincerely thank you for your generous support. We couldn't do it without you. May God bless. Welcome back to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Light. Hello, everyone. Joining us once again is Grace Wood Smith, and she was a devout Muslim for over 30 years, and she lived her life in fear. Mm -hmm. She was afraid that Allah would not accept her when she died, no matter how good she did, because she constantly felt like she was messing up. Mm -hmm. And though she had these fears, she couldn't talk to anyone about it, because in her religion, she was told to just be quiet. And we're going to hear from her how things changed in her life and how she had an encounter with Jesus. Let's welcome to the show, Grace. Thanks for being with us. 
Thank you. Yes. So I understand that you practiced very religiously. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me what a day would look like for you as a devout Muslim? Yes. Muslims pray five times a day. So your first prayer would probably be about five in the morning and then at one o'clock, then at three, uh, about 5.30, maybe about seven. And then your last prayer would maybe about nine o'clock. Mm. And in between that, you'll have other prayers as well. And then, of course, you have to read your Quran, which is not written in the language of your understanding. Mm. Now, there are English Qurans that you can read. Mm. And, you know, I had some of those, but it was better we were taught to read the Arabic Quran. So it's not like you mm. really know what you, because it's not your language. Right. Wow. And your parents, I mean, your mom, she ran her own ministry for Muslims and did outreach and gave food to people. Yes. And then she was hoping you would take over her position as you got older. Yes. And because you were mixed race in South Africa, you were considered colored. Yes. And so they didn't accept you in nursing school and you ended up in America. Yes. And so here you were in America and you were still following your religion religiously and doing prayers every day and following Allah, but you were still severely afraid of dying. And something happened to you. You had an encounter and felt a presence. Can you tell me about that? Yes. I was sitting in the living room with my niece and at the time she was very young and she has cerebral palsy. And Mm. so she started having all these seizures And I was taking care of her because I was going to school at night and then taking care of her during the day. So I would see all the therapists come over. I would hear all the reports. You know, I would pray for her. I would fast on her behalf. I would do all these things. But she was not getting better at all. Like it was getting worse. And so I remember I had her on my lap and I was watching TV and I was flipping through the channels. And she had just had a seizure the night before. So she was very, very weak. And I remember thinking... My mom taught us that you can accept prayer from a Christian or a Jew. And I was so desperate because I wanted this baby to be healed. And I'm like, okay, let me just call this number I see on the TV. And it was a 700 club. And I called and I said to them, look, I know you'll believe in Jesus and he's yours God, but I don't need you, Jesus. I just need you to pray for her. When I explained the situation, I'm like, she needs prayer and, you know, she's not getting better. And this woman prayed. I don't remember her name. And something happened. There was this presence. I had never felt this as a Muslim. And I prayed all the time. Like I was praying. It felt like this heat, but it felt like love. I was almost like, is this how it feels? I wasn't afraid. Mm-hmm. I was at peace. I'd never experienced this before any time I prayed because I never felt a peace when I prayed as a Muslim. And I mean, I was praying like, really, guys, I was really praying. Right. Mm-hmm. I got off the phone and I thought to myself, oh, my gosh, is there something else? I mean, could this Jesus really be more than the prophet that we taught he was? They taught us he was a prophet. Mm. And so I didn't tell anybody. I would go through the motions just, you know, and the whole time the Holy Spirit was speaking. And I didn't know it was the Holy Spirit at the time. You know, I only knew him as Jesus because he would come to me in visions and I wouldn't see his face, but I would see his like from the neck down. Mm. I mean, we were having conversations. I would say to him, I can't leave. You made these people. If you are God, then you made them. So you know what they're going to do. And so for eight years, I had this eight-year altar call, literally, that I would have these conversations and these encounters. And I think my mother knew something was off with me because every time she would come and visit, she would say to me, you know, what's going on? And one time I said to her, mom, I'm confused. I didn't go into details. And she gave me a Quran and she said to me, I want you to rededicate your life back to Allah. 
And so I promised her that I would. And I remember opening my Quran, putting on my hijab and all my Islamic dressing. And I opened the Quran and I just closed it. And I said, I can't do this. I just, I couldn't, I was no longer, I couldn't, I could not. And I continued in the confusion state. Wow, man. And as you were feeling confused, because for the first time when you had the prayer from the person on the 700 Club, you felt the love of God. And then you were having dreams about Jesus and having a discussion with him that he really needed to help you in this situation. What would happen if they found out you became a Christian? Well, because I'm in the States, they really couldn't do anything as far as harming me. Where I'm from in South Africa, the way I was raised, we were never taught to hate Christians. It wasn't like that. The problem comes when a Muslim leaves the religion. That's when the issues come. Now, my family has not harmed me physically, but the fear was that one of her followers could. Because, see, I get mail and stuff even now about me being a Christian because of people that I've even converted or people I've trained in Islam. And the penalty for leaving Islam is death. By right, they could take your life. When I went home in 2017, and I didn't know they were having the discussion, my family got together, and they were talking about what they were going to do when I came home, because there's certain protocol that Muslims follow when an apostate goes back to a people or his people. Mm. And the only reason I went back, I didn't just go back because mom was sick. I went back because the Holy Spirit said, now is the time. And Mm. so I went back, and I knew I was protected. I knew I was going to be covered. But the peace came for me was when I was at the hospital with my mom and I had my headscarf on because my oldest brother asked me to dress Islamically. And I knew that it didn't affect my faith. I was being respectful. But she said something to me that, I mean, to this day, it blew my mind. And she called me my Arabic name and she said, is anybody mistreating you? And I said to her, why would they mistreat me? And she said, because you're a Christian, they better not mistreat you because you're a Christian. You know, you're my daughter and I'm so proud of you. And I haven't spoken to this woman in over 10 years. Uh And I literally just took my headscarf off in front of her and never wore it again. And Uh I knew because she's the matriarch. My mother is very charismatic. So people follow what she says. And because she accepted it, I knew that I would be okay. Wow. You know, there are people listening right now. They're caught between a rock and a hard place with their religion, whatever that might be. And they're afraid that their family will disown them if they come to know the Lord and follow his ways, just as you have. But it sounds like the Lord has protected you. But we haven't even talked about the point where you said, if you are the true God, then show me. And we're going to talk about that in our next show because we kind of sped it up. We're going to talk about how you challenged God. Show me if Jesus really is the way and if he is the son of God and he revealed it to you. And we're going to hear about that. Let's pray for those listening. and We'll have you on our next show. Well, Father God, we just thank you so much for this amazing, amazing story about how, gosh, you know, Grace really went through a very difficult situation with her family and made a really bold move to cross the line from being a Muslim to a Christian. And Father, we just pray you would bless her in that. And for anyone who's listening and wondering, which way is the right way for me? Father, give all of our listeners a heart to really hunger and thirst for what is the true and right way. Mm -hmm. What is it? And to really challenge it, not just to settle with what we're being told, but to really seek out God for ourselves. We just ask that you, O Lord, the true God, 
but reveal yourself to all those who are listening. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And if you need prayer, we want to hear from you. Give us a call. Our number is 877-480-4477. Again, 877-480-4477. God bless you all. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Real Life. 